This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Former President Donald Trump brushing off the January 6th committee's referral to the Department of Justice that he faced criminal charges. The former president says what doesn't kill him makes him stronger. And I say, be careful because, meaning the folks that are pushing this January 6th uh, agenda, because you're going to awaken a sleeping giant, and that is Trump's base. Be very, very careful. I'm going to come back to this and the migrant crisis in New York City, which is remarkable. The latest details of how the city mishandled the migrant migrant crisis. And now it's all of our problem. It's all of our fault that we've got to uh, face the consequences because the city administration so badly mishandled this situation. But I'm starting this morning with Robert De Niro. And I'm giving the now indicted bling bling Brooklyn minister credit. Lamar Whitehead. I'm going to give him credit this morning. And for what you might ask for once, for once, keeping his mouth shut before the cameras. It's amazing what can happen after you are indicted by the feds and released from being arraigned in a uh, federal courtroom. We'll come back to that. If you want to know what's wrong with our criminal justice system, if you, if you really want to know what's wrong, what's the problem, the mentality, how are these things happening, the attitudes, All you have to do is look at the woman just arrested for breaking into the rented townhouse in Manhattan of actor Robert De Niro. She yelled uh, as she's being walked by the police and smiling for the cameras. She yells, quote, I didn't murder anyone. 
This is what she said to reporters. I didn't murder anyone. So imagine how Robert De Niro felt when he found out what had happened. He was asleep in the property. His young daughter, I believe 10 years old, also happened to be in a bedroom at the property. And if you want to know what's wrong with our criminal justice system, folks, you can almost count it down like clockwork, what I'm about to say. This woman has at least 26, 26 prior arrests, including 16 this year alone. 16 this year alone for burglary and petty larceny. And she was apparently uh, found uh, fidgeting with Mr. De Niro's iPad and grabbing presents under the Christmas tree inside the townhouse around 2.30 a.m. 26 arrests, 16 this year alone. There it is in a nutshell. What's wrong with our criminal justice system? So now to Bishop Whitehead. We're going to get to Mr. Trump in just a minute. The minister walked out of uh, federal custody tonight and did not comment. Did not comment. For the very first time, for the very first time, Minister Bling Bling had nothing to say to the press. He stood there and finally showed some discipline and let his lawyer, he let her do the talking. And we could barely hear what she was saying, but she did all the the talking. He kept his mouth shut. Now, Bishop, here is some advice for you. If you had kept your mouth shut in the beginning, you probably wouldn't be in this situation. You certainly would not have been on the radar of the feds. This woman uh, at the center of this that that uh, that is suing you in civil court over this $90,000, this has been ongoing. It's been ongoing. But it's only after you took it up several notches with the media and you've got something to say at every turn that you ended up on the radar of the federal government. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams says in a statement that his campaign, referring to Minister Bling, his campaign of fraud and deceit stops now. When the feds say that, you have got a problem, a big problem. Here is some advice. Minister Whitehead, Minister Bling Plea bargain now. I was an in-bed reporter in the Southern District for over a year. And I am telling you, I'm telling everyone, that when the feds come, it's not pretty. And in all likelihood, you're going down. Number one, to even go to trial, you're going to spend several hundred thousand dollars just to defend yourself. And when the feds come, they almost always come with an airtight case when the feds come. So, Minister Bling, uh, the best thing you can do right now 
is plea bargain and uh who knows where where it will go from there it is disgusting what it is alleged what minister whitehead allegedly did swindling according to the feds one of his parishioners folks think about this out of $90,000 of her retirement savings by promising to use the cash to buy her a home. Dangled home ownership in front of her. She puts up, according to the feds, the 90000 ends up with absolutely nothing. And according to the feds, the money is spent on luxury goods and clothing. Then there's a second scheme. And this is all we know about thus far. In the second scheme, uh, Minister Whitehead, according to the feds in their indictment, extorted a businessman for $5,000 and asked the man to lend him $500,000, promising, and here's the little problem for Mayor Adams, promising that he could obtain favorable actions by the New York City government in exchange for the cash and interest in real estate transactions. The minister has openly said that he's friends with the mayor and refers to the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, as a mentor. And keep in mind, and and you know, folks, I'm not going to say I told you so. One or two of you called up here when I when I mentioned this initially. Oh, you're not being fair to the bishop. One of the calls from Canarsie, you're not being fair to the bishop. What's that commercial? How you like me now? Uh, one of those commercials, Matt Blaze. Cool D. Right, right. Wait, what, what, how you like me now? How you like me now? Right. Video. Yes, yes, yes. And so, a minister Whitehead, uh, in 2006, was convicted of identity theft charges brought by state prosecutors for using the personal information of several people to buy cars and motorcycles. So. Uh, it's interesting. He pleaded not guilty, released on a $500,000 bond. Uh, he lives in New Jersey and will also have his travel restricted to the tri-state area as part of his, as part of his bond, uh, package. So now to the migrants, we discussed this yesterday and we are going to open up the telephone calls. We're coming back around to Trump. As I mentioned last night, the, uh, the, charge recommendation, and it came down, uh, as we discussed last night. We're going to open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The issue with the migrants, I am telling you that the city of New York has so badly mishandled this, you can already see the commercials against Mayor Adams. You can already see them on the migrant issue. And the commercials are going to go something like this. The mayor, the commercial, the announcer is going to say, he's supposed to represent you. But the mayor played politics with the migrants. And next thing we knew, the city of New York was in financial ruin because the mayor put all the migrants in hotels. That's what the commercials are going to look like come re-election time. I want you to listen to this. The mayor 
he's, uh, you know, Judge Roberts, the chief justice, has put a uh, a hold on this for basically 24 hours, uh, the lifting of Title 42. The mayor warned on Monday that uh, he said he's not going to sugarcoat it, that every service that New Yorkers rely on, including the NYPD, may be cut. Please listen to the mayor of New York City. It is alarming. It is. I mean, this is this. And New Yorkers need to be aware um, of what we are up against. And, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to give the impression uh, that this new influx is not going to impact our basic services. And so when you say which service, look at every service we provide. Every service we provide is going to be impacted by the influx of migrants in our city. It's going to impact education. It's going to impact the dollars we're using to clean our streets. It's going to impact um, our public safety. It's going to impact our helping those long-term New Yorkers who are in need. Every service, if you look down the list of services, I have to now go back to the drawing board, already multi-billion dollars in deficit because of the pandemic. I have to return to the drawing board and now reconfigurate every service we're providing in the city based on what is about to happen to the city. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, the way this should have uh, gone from day one, and here's why it was mis- uh, mismanaged by this brand new administration. Okay, you, the migrants are being sent, sent here. Yeah, you have to take them in. Number one, you do not engage in a public relations war with the governor of uh, Texas because you only stand to lose. He's going to continue doing what he's doing, and you're only giving him ammunition. You're playing into it while you think you're receiving national headlines. It's not working out the, to, to your better end. Number two. The way that this should have been handled with the migrants, the tent city that they put uh, in in um, in the Bronx and then said, oh, no, the rain, and then put it in Randall's Island, several million dollars, and then took it down, and now they're discussing putting it back up. That's where all of the migrants, all of them, should have been sent to begin with. Now, you have to make the accommodations better for the women and children, and you have to separate them from, from the men. So so you have two tent cities. Now, if you put them in a tent city, you're not paying hotel fees, hotel overnight charges, and you're not giving the migrants incentives to come here. By putting them in a tent city, it is a deterrent. Yes, the advocates would have screamed bloody murder, and they may have sued. But let them sue, because right now, right now, you're in deep trouble where you have risked the finances of the people that pay taxes for a bunch of people that pay no taxes. And in fact, are not even citizens of the country. That's the situation that the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, finds himself in. And whoever advised him to handle this situation the way that he has, today would have been their last day on my payroll at City Hall. Because whoever advised the mayor, maybe he advised himself to handle this situation the way that it is literally blowing up in his face. And 
Mr. Adams better hope that Judge Roberts, the chief judge in the Supreme Court, that they give him a lifeline in terms of uh, in terms of saying Title Title Forty Two stays in place. Because if it is lifted, what do you think is going to happen in the city of New York? And you're going to have to put them in the tent city anyway. And then there's the element. I'm coming to Trump in one second. Then there's the element of you took taxpayer dollars to pay for migrants with no guarantee that you get the money back. That's the situation. You you took legitimate tax dollars from people that go to work every day and pay taxes and used it for people that are not even citizens of the country. And you have you have no guarantee that the money's coming back to the city of New York. And now, Mr. Adams, you are left holding the bag by yourself. That's the situation that Mayor Adams finds himself in. And so we're going to open up the phone lines right now. We're going to take calls on the Trump situation. I, I see the calls that are coming in. We're going to take calls on Mayor on uh, Mayor Adams. We're going to take your calls on uh, Bishop Bling, indicted by the feds. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, Chris was on the line first, so he wants to talk about Mr. Trump. Let's go right ahead and do so. Good morning to you, Chris, in the Catskills. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Taking a late night walk again. It's a little, it's about 30, 29, 30 degrees. I think Trump is finished. A month ago, I called into Frank Morano and asked Frank anything Fridays, and I asked him what he thought about, you know, Trump uh, for the next presidential run. And he and I both agreed that we thought Trump was going to pull it out and that DeSantis uh, would not be able to overtake Trump. And, you know, the guy that ended my political career, uh, Joe Maloney, he pulls people in his liquor store. Now, in, in New York, Trump's not that popular relative to other parts of the country. He told me nine out of ten people that he polled that were Republicans said they would vote for DeSantis. And I'm not a fan of either one of them. But, you know, Trump is a populist-based politician, and he won with a very narrow margin with the Electoral College, not winning the popular vote, you know, with the coastal states like California and New York. But if you're a populist-based politician, you're anti-government. You have to stay in office and you have to accomplish things that are going to make people turn around and reinforce your base. So Trump's got some serious problems. He had dinner with Kanye West and his buddy. He made the statements that were anti-constitutional, saying we should scrap the Constitution. And then, you know, this latest digital Uh, trading card for $99. I mean, maybe Trump is a branding genius, but it comes across to me like it's a grift for him to make some extra money on the way out. But I actually do see DeSantis overtaking him now. And I I don't like DeSantis, but, you know, I think our country is in big trouble. We don't have quality people running for office. Chris, just briefly, one more time, because I'm not, I, I heard you, but I'm not getting it on the argument that that Trump is done. Trump will simply say that he's not a typical politician, which he is not. And remember when he started in uh in 16, right? He was one one of what 16 candidates? 
So, I mean, he, he's used to playing the role of underdog. I'm not willing to, to write him off. Uh, this, this January 6th panel was not. Do me a favor, Chris. Please don't walk because we, we hear you walking and it's noise in the background. This January 6th panel was nothing but noise. Anybody that's being objective, let's be objective, Chris. There, there's no fact-finding, no real fact-finding. There, there, there's not even the other side in, in this in this issue. And remember, there's no guarantee that the feds are going to take this on. All, all this is going to do is energize his base. So I don't under, Why do you say he's finished in a brief version? I think his base has eroded because he's not accomplished. He's not in office to accomplish anything. And DeSantis, I guess, is picking up ahead of steam. Now, the order of the primaries and caucuses at this point or maybe a month ago would favor Trump because the states where he's popular, they come up first on the calendar, on the Republican calendar. And the states where DeSantis would would do better than him come up later. But that might have changed with all this bad publicity in the last month. Now, now, hey, Chris, I thank you for the call and enjoy your your walk and be careful with those deer out there. Um, now, if, if you if you wanted to say to me, Chris, that that it hasn't been the best uh, the best month for Mr. Trump, I would agree with that. Uh, I I would say that we don't know for sure what's going to happen, but it's so premature to try and and write him off. He is not a typical politician. His supporters are not going to abandon him for this January 6th recommendation, referrals. And at the end of the day, the feds may not take this on. We'll we'll see. We'll see uh, what exactly will will happen here. Let's go to Larry in uh, Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Good morning. I want, to, I, want to, I want to compliment you because you are right on in that migrant issue. You hit the nail on the head. I don't understand why why uh, Sid Rosenberg uh, uh, it supports Adams just because he's uh, yelling at Hochul for money and he's yelling at the federal government money. He's looking to support these people at taxpayers' expense, and that's not uh, that's not helping the uh, the country. But, uh, and but- furthermore, furthermore. If, if we had a any kind of a media in this country that was interested in, this, in, in maintaining the strength of America, they would ask a very obvious question. First of all, if you're going to keep all the migrants together, whether it be it in 10 cities or five-star hotels, why not bring asylum judges to them? I mean, bring, if, if they're running, if, you know, it, it's better than them assimilating all over the place and not showing up for the hearings. One by one, you process them in these five-star hotels, and once their asylum claims are rejected, you put them back on the bus, and this time you bypass Texas and you go straight into Mexico. Right. Well, but but they, their asylum uh, hearings are, can can be in all are scheduled all over the country. So bringing the judges theoretically, it may work to, with some. But I just don't understand. What I don't understand, Larry, is that. If you're the mayor of New York, if you're going to spend a billion dollars on migrants, I and the, the city has, I believe, a $2.7 billion shortfall budget-wise, but if you're going to spend a billion on migrants, I would think you would have at least $3 billion in the bank so that if you don't get that money back for, for the migrants, that you're not, you're not, uh, you're not uh, 
uh, shortening your, your base, the, the people that, that elected you, the people that pay the taxes. And so, and so you, in essence, this is what Mayor Adams did. And it, it, he has really screwed this up. He took our money and spent it on people that are, that are here illegally, no tax base, and now he's telling us he may have to cut police, fire, uh, education. That is ridiculous. That that is ridiculous. And 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 this is the first major mistake. Thank you for the call, Larry. Uh, by by Mayor Adams. I don't understand how, frankly, how the mayor can even show his face after announcing this uh, today. So what what are we supposed to do? And as I said before. These migrants are not going to stop coming. They're going to come for every dime they can get. It's as simple as that. So, Mr. Mayor, what part of that don't you understand? I get it. You're flexing for for a national stage. I get it, Mr. Mayor. You know, you want to be the mayor, you know, with, you know, a nice-looking guy with the earring and be on a national ticket. I get it. But you don't sacrifice your city and your base for people that are here illegally and then turn around and then turn around and say, um, sorry, um, we're out of money. And if this situation is not fixed, fa- you're the Biden of Brooklyn. Well, fix it, Mr. Biden of Brooklyn. Fix it. Call your buddy in the White House. Fix it. Call Governor Hochul. Fix it. We don't want to hear that they're, you're going to cut police. You're going to cut police. Some service, some police. It's a, look at the lady that broke into De Niro's home. This man is in his 70s sleep. His daughter's in the house sleep. And she says in her perp walk, I didn't murder anybody. And she's profiling for the cameras. Arrested 26 times, 16 this year alone. And you're going to be forced to cut police services because you gambled on migrants and lost? Come on, Mr. Mayor. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Teresa in New Jersey. Good morning, Teresa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's always lovely to hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. Go right Um, ahead, please. Okay. I don't agree with Chris. Um, honestly, I I can't believe this narrative is still going on. You're talking about Trump now. He's not a politician. Who? This guy just needs to stick with CNN and don't call in. Don't say anything because he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm so I I don't understand. To this day, still, these people are falling for this fake news narrative. Come on, everybody, wake up. Really, seriously, enough. And one last thing. um, I'm so tired of this stuff. It is nonsense. These people need to grow up. Educate themselves once and for all. Uh, very happy holidays to everyone. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Um, Hanukkah. 
And please, everyone, I love to say this, help your neighbors, bring them a loaf of bread, a little box of cookies, something. Make them make their holidays nice somehow. Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Teresa, and happy holidays to you. I've got to take a break, but I'd like to chat with my friend Audrey in Brooklyn. I see she's on the line, so I'm going to go to Audrey before the break. Good morning, Audrey. Yay, and thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just saying this. I'm calling for Whitehead guy. I mean, Bishop, Bishop Whitehead. Okay. I knew they were going to catch his behind. He did it, and it's done, and he has nothing to say. He stole the woman's money. Now, <laughs> hope he rides in hell, because that's not what ministry is all about. But I was waiting for this. I don't know if you recall back when it all first started, when he was so-called robbed at the pulpit and all that, and I kept saying, this stinks. So if he if, if he did something wrong, you need to pay for the price and get off the pulpit, because we got to move on for 23. And as far as Trump, everybody should do this. Republicans need a, a candidate. Democrats need a candidate. Let's move on to 23 and let the, the, the melodrama of Trump fade away. It's done. You know, it's like, yeah, I didn't even listen to the hearing. You know, it's like, okay, fine. But the way the system runs, I say system, nothing's going to change. <laughs> the woman that supposedly robbed the Nero spot, I think that was a regular thing she does. You know, not that he was there that day, but just what she does. She said it. I didn't kill nobody. Really? So let's go out and rob people? It's insane. And thank you. I'm so much better from two weeks ago. And I'm telling everyone, be very careful. I didn't have COVID. Didn't know what the heck I had. But I realized for two weeks I was jacked up. Happy, happy holidays. Audrey, you you do the same. Happy holidays uh, to, to you as well. Folks, we, we see all your calls. Um, <laughs> we're going to go to as many as humanly possible. Let me say this. The way to deal with the Trump situation, if you're smart, you put it in the hands of the American people. Let him run. If he runs in a fair race and wins, he wins. But let the American people have the final say on him. It, at What you're doing right now is you're going to make him a martyr. And all you're going to do is energize his base. That's all to half the country. Half the country is saying, good, this is what he deserves. The other half is saying, this is ridiculous. You can't beat him at the ballot box. So you're trying to destroy him uh, before the election. Either way, we, the American people, lose. That's why you let the voters decide this, folks. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take your calls from Elmont to Yonkers to Jersey City, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens. Talk Radio 77, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. Benny Thompson of Mississippi, the chair of the committee, announcing the referrals to the Justice Department as it relates to former President uh, Donald Trump. We need to, and, and, and the train has already left the station. I get it. But we need to, as Americans, all of this needs to just go away. It needs to go away. It's not in the best interest of America to keep going back to this issue, to keep involving Mr. Trump with this. They do not have a criminal case. No prosecutor in America is really going to want to take this on because you can't win. You can't win. We are discussing that, the migrant situation in which Mayor Adams, come on, Mr. Mayor, is talking about that he may have to cut police services, education, because of the migrant situation. So, Mr. Mayor, you took our taxpayer dollars to pay for people that are here illegally instead of putting them in a tent city. What? And the tent city would have been a deterrent to slow down the flow. Of course, they're going to keep coming here if you're going to put them in a Manhattan hotel. Let's go to Robert in Jersey City. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Um, Two-part question. The migrants are in city. Now, are they going to get work? And do the bosses get in trouble for hiring illegal uh, aliens? They can't work while their application, their asylum applications are pending. Okay. And part two, real quick. Can we send them back? I mean, maybe not all of them, but a, a nice chunk, maybe 50%. Can we capture them and send them back? And I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm just saying we got to take care of America first. The world can wait. Well, there, there's we nothing There's own. nothing Adams can do. It, it's a federal issue. Right. And, and, and he's not the president of, of the United States. The the mayor, and I, I, I get it, Robert, you know, he, he was brand new to office. He's trying to look good. He's doing yeah. all the national shows, you know. I'm the mayor that's going to turn the city around. But, boy, did he blow this one. And he's an ex-cop. And just to finish off, too bad we couldn't get Curtis in. Curtis, is, he knows everything about every the streets. He knows everything. He would have been the guy that we needed. But, uh, anyway, thank you, uh, Dominic, have a good evening, buddy. Thank you, and uh, and have a uh, a great morning. I see a lot of calls on uh, Mr. Trump. We'll get to them in just a second. But let's go to Henry. Henry in Manhattan. Good morning, Henry. What's on your mind? Hi. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I have a out of the uh, box uh, solution to this uh, migrant situation. If facts are what I I remember them to be, it, it seemed to me. Uh, a few years ago, and maybe it's too many to still be valid, there were countries in Europe that were losing population and were very concerned about it. Uh, I think after we vetted uh, the migrants coming in with their uh, asylum application, we should give them a choice if we can make a, an agreement with certain con- countries. And I remember Italy being one of the 
the main ones, that they have an option to go there. And uh, we'll even, uh, you know, pay transportation if that that helps. So, in essence, we become a way station to help repopulate Europe with vetted uh, people from uh, uh, Central America, where where life is unbearable. Well, Henry, I I thank you for the call, but uh, just imagine this situation. You're already here in America. You're here in New York, and you think they're going to pick up the one to go someplace in Europe that they have no idea. The American dream is what it's all about, and that's why they're all coming here. Uh, Hey, thank you for the call, Henry, but I just find it amazing that uh, 20,000 migrants are waiting in Mexico as we speak to cross the U.S. border when Title 42 ends. That's according to the mayor of El Paso. And have you seen the streets of El Paso? People, migrants asleep on the street. They they have no more room. This situation is destroying American cities. And where is the president of the United States? Okay, Mr. President, you know, you're in your basement in, um, in the White House or Camp David or Delaware. Where's the money? Okay, where's the money? Where's the money? Your your friend, the mayor, the uh, Biden of uh, of uh, Brooklyn, of New York City, whatever, he's out on a limb. Mayor Adams is out on a limb, warning his constituents that hey, police services, education, everything's on the chopping block. New Yorkers say, well, Mr. Mayor, why is that? Why is it on the chop? Well, because I took the money and, and I spent the money on the migrants. And I, I put them up in, in hotels in Manhattan and we ran out of money. What, Mr. Mayor? You did what? And you're in office for how long? And you did. So let me make sure I got this clear, Mr. Mayor. Now get this, folks. This is a, a conversation between the mayor and a constituent. Mr. Mayor, we have limited dollars. And, you know, you're on TV and this is your city and your nightclubs and your restaurants and mine, mine, mine. And you took the money, Mr. Mayor, the limited resources that we have, and you spent it on migrants? Is is that what you did, Mr. Mayor? Uh, uh, yes, I thought the feds would give me the money back. So, Mr. Mayor, what what do we have? Uh, a dollar in a dream. We we have a dollar in a dream. Let's go to Maria in Queens. Good morning, Maria. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Maria, are you with me? Okay, Hello, Maria. This is Marianne. Yes, go ahead, Maria. Please. Maria, Maria. All right. Uh, well, um, a lot of people that are calling this program are never Trumpers. They're making believe that they vote for him and they like him, and they go to other programs saying that they are not voting for him this time. Let me tell you, I hear this guy, that, that Chris, he's never been a Trumper. Now, let me tell you, a lot of people that are calling your program are sabotaging the uh, conservative movement. And the reason why I'm calling is okay, but 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 they but they but they have a right they have a right to do so if that's the way they feel. Yeah, but, yeah, but one thing is that, and one thing is that they lie. That's what I'm trying to tell you because I hear them talking in other programs. Now, the reason why I'm talking is because there are some people that are always I'm not going to say names, 
that is a compassionate, peaceful, and love to allow all these immigrants from our countries, because I am Spanish. I despise that, because I don't think it's compassionate to bring children to be raped in the way here and then put it in prostitution. The same with, with young women. There's no compassion on having those borders, those mafia that cartels that operate there to bring all these jobs from China that has the black community being killed of overdose. Don't tell me that you are black and you are with the party that is killing the blacks before they are even born and then give the, the drugs to destroy them and then uh, put a law to have marijuana legal. So to me, that is not compassion. That is killing. That is genocide. And we're going to fight for Donald Trump because he's the only one that is coming here to tell the truth. Because he's not a politician and he said that he was going to drown the swamp that then in the government of the United States is that what we have. This is why everybody, including the media, is after him. Because they don't want no one that is not a politician to be a president. And if we allow this to happen, that he's going to be indicted, all these countries in Latin America are not going to approve it. We have put a big, big group of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, you name it, because this country is supposed to be the father of democracy, and we are killing people here, sending to destroy the business just to take a president out of the government and get rid of him. We cannot allow that our country, when we protest, when we rally against dictatorship, faces, socialists, we are not going to allow that, the, that in this country Give us the example and let us know that we don't have nowhere. We're going to get out of the OEA, that organization that the Democrats formed after the, after the war. And we are going to show these people who, who we are. Okay. We do not want our people bring here to be uh, submit to rape and our children uh, killed by no government. We got to get rid of these people and we are going against it. Okay, Maria, I thank you for your call. I, I hear you on your point. Uh, you made it loud and clear several times there. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot going on this morning. The January 6th committee, Bishop Blaine indicted by the feds in, uh, in Brooklyn. And Mayor Adams, the mayor of New York City, says because of the flood of migrants. And by the way, uh, yesterday morning, 80 arrived on two buses. But Mayor Adams says that uh, budget cuts may be on the way in terms of a lot of things that New Yorkers count on because the money has gone to help the migrants. Dominic Carter Care segment coming right up. And at the top of the hour, Frank Morano. WABC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Folks, please don't tell me that your vote doesn't count. 
please don't tell me that your vote doesn't count. Up in Syracuse, where I attended graduate school, up at the Newhouse School, but in Syracuse, a uh, state senator there, John Mannion, has been declared the winner by just 10 votes in a recount. And because of this, Democrats uh, in New York at, at the uh, the state Senate will retain their super majority in the New York Senate. So he won by a mere 10 votes, an upstate judge ruled. So think about that when you believe or feel that your vote does not count. We see all of your calls from Elmont to Yonkers to Manhattan to Brooklyn to New Jersey. Let's go to Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? All right, Big D. And uh, this is the way it is, folks. I mean, Dom, the Republican establishment and the hard left both want the invasion of America. Both don't want deportations. Countries with visa violations should lose visa violations. Military on the border, repealing the 65 Immigration Act, which which rebuilt the hard left of the Democratic Party. Uh, you'll even hear people saying the people coming through the border, we don't know who they are. Oh, they, they're going to vote Republican because they came from some kind. How do they know who they're going to vote for? They don't know. And I And the thing is... Once this sets in, you cannot reverse it. You cannot revisit this invasion of America. The people in this audience, how old you are, I don't know. Most people are different ages. Your children and grandchildren will live in a country that is run by a bunch of hard left lunatics. Get used to it. Look at those pictures where you see the border. Just wave hello to your new neighbors. They're all coming in. They're going to vote for all the goodies. They can't, they can't work. No, legally they can't work, but they they work illegally. The girls get on welfare once they have the babies and everything. They do get welfare programs coming in. They get the, uh, the different type of, of statuses where all, they get all these different welfare programs that people don't even realize what they is because most of this audience wouldn't even think about going on welfare. So, folks, say hello to your new neighbors and your children and your grandchildren will live under a hard left lunatic a government that will take this country way down, worse than it is now. You haven't seen nothing yet. Fidel Castro's granddaughter, Buck the granddaughter, she's just the canary in the coal mine. People say well, she's nothing, but she represents a district that wants her there, and she's hard left, folks. Get used to okay. it. Okay. All right, Steve. I thank you for the call. Uh, but what what's scary about this situation uh, is that, and I don't know, Steve, if everything you predicted will indeed uh, come true here. And uh, you paint it with a very broad b- brush, and that scares me sometimes. But, 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 our worst-case fear is exactly what's happening in New York City right now. The mayor, who wants to appeal to a national audience, takes your taxpayer dollars and spends it on migrants, and he can't get the money back from them, And then he turns around and says, oh, oops, the money I spent on the migrants, we don't have. And uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, New York. I'm going to tell you the way it is. We're going to lay it all out on the line. I'm not going to go to the nightclubs tonight. But you're going to lose police services. You're going to lose education. This is the reality of what? What? Are you serious, Mr. Mayor? You took our good money? 
and spent it on a dollar and a dream, and now Biden says, uh, uh, good luck with that. Good luck, Los Angeles. No, Mr. President, New York. Good luck, Los Angeles. Uh, call me next week. I mean, it, you can't make this up. And if you're considering running against Eric Adams, you got the campaign commercial right now. He took our money and spent it on migrants. Boom. Right there. Al and Yonkers, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hello, Dominic. Just before I get into what I wanted to say uh, about the committee. uh, It's got to be quick, though, Al. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, First, I just wanted to say one of your callers called in about the uh, uh, President Trump and his populist message. Uh, the difference between him and other populists who have run for president, like Huey Long and George Wallace. Al, it's got to be quick. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to say that the committee uh, investigating the president, uh, I-, I expected it. Uh, it's partisan and it's a lame duck committee. And fortunately for the Republicans, they'll be taking control on January 3rd. Okay, so how does this all play out, Al? Well, well, I think, uh, you know, the silent majority in this country knows that it wasn't a partisan committee. Uh, You know, they had uh, an in for the president, the former president. And I think when the Republicans come in, uh, things will be better for the country. And I'm looking forward to that day. Al, I appreciate your call. I didn't mean to be short. It's just that we have a lot of calls and I'm trying to get to as many as possible. John... Let, wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Let's see. No, Joe. Joe in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Hi there. Uh, getting quickly to the point. Yes, please, uh, Joe. One, regarding... Wait, Joe, uh, you got to turn down mayor. your radio. Joe, we get echo if your radio's turned down. No, no, no. Ra- wait a second. There's no radio on. Okay. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go no ahead. radio. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I, uh, uh, okay. Regard, that was a fan. I turned it off, by the way. Okay. Uh, the humming, humming in the background. Sorry about that. It's okay. Now, Go ahead. Regarding Go ahead. our mayor, right, Eric Adams, he's constantly making excuses, excuses, excuses. He never comes out and says, no matter how tough this problem is, I'm going to fight and uh, succeed in resolving it. Number two, my point number two, uh, Abbott of Texas and Santos they made a huge blunder. I'm blaming them. You know, whole what, what, wait, 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 what, what, wait, Joe, what blunder did they make? I'm just trying to follow you. All right. They could have gone uh, through another process. Uh, uh, Joe, another process Joe what blunder, what back. blunder did they make? By spreading them out, scattering them all over the United States instead of holding them back there and dispatching them back no, by buses to no. Mexico. What, what, what they did, also, Joe, I, I hear you and I appreciate your call. I, I just have to step in because we're short on time. What they did was nothing short of genius. They have embarrassed uh, mayors in northern cities and states that talk the talk by saying, okay, it's so easy, you deal with it. Let's see how you handle it with your budget. And you see Mayor Adams is declaring no mas, no mas, no mas. The Biden of Brooklyn, right? So the Biden of Brooklyn, fix it. Mr. Mayor, fix it. Yes, I've known you 30 years, but how could you let yourself get boxed in like this? These migrants should have been in a tent city from day one. 
as a deterrent. You have a nice, beautiful tent for the women and children, and you have a nice tent for the men. But nonetheless, it's still a tent. So that no American citizen can say, why am I getting the same treatment that someone that's here illegally is receiving? And so we're going to try and get to as many calls as we can. But right now, I'm joined by Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, sir. What's a good word, my friend? Uh, Nada mucho. What's going on with you? Uh, Keep him busy. We've got an action-packed show. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a break from the wall-to-wall coverage of the January 6th committee. Uh, You've been doing a great job with it, and so have the rest of our colleagues. But I just need a break uh, from it a little bit, and I'll explain why in a minute. But uh, we're going to have a laugh with our friend Jeffrey Gurian, who is a terrific comedian and producer. He's going to be here. He's also our uh, resident happiness expert. And uh, we're going to get into the world of cryptocurrency as it relates to FTX. We have assembled four, because I don't know a lot about cryptocurrency. I really don't understand it, but I think I do. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Well, that's the danger is because people can get taken advantage of when there's a lot of money being spent in a sphere that nobody seems to understand. So I have assembled four experts who have varying views on the FTX issue and on cryptocurrency. They're going to join us for a crypto panel at three o'clock and we'll do a follow up on the series that we've been doing on the JFK assassination at two thirty as well. So uh, another great show is absolutely loaded for bear. And and we look forward to it. Let's go back to the telephone calls, you and I together. John in Brooklyn, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. First of all, Frank, say hello to Jeffrey for me. I'm looking forward to the interview. I sure will. Thanks. Dom, hey, Dominic. Yes, you, you tell, got 20 seconds. Go right ahead, please. Cut radical leftist funding to nonprofit organizations. That's how we deal it. And this two how, in Brooklyn. How, wait, how we do what? To help the mayor get his money. Ah, okay. I'm being sarcastic, but anyway. Okay, okay. All right. Well, John, uh, thank you for the call, and you have a great morning. Dominic Carter saying, folks, keep it right there. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, is coming up. But first, news headlines at the top of the hour with Alex Barnard. Keep it right there. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.